Hello, and welcome again to the Sower Podcast. My name is Paul Zapula, <clears throat> and I'd like to uh, begin today in prayer, and then read with you, if you have your Bibles handy, of First Thessalonians chapter 1. And there are a few things that I would love to discuss uh, regarding prayer. So our topic is prayer and the many different postures of prayer and the many different dynamics of prayer. Um, and let's ask the Holy Spirit uh, to touch this time with us. So if you can pray, uh, please join with me in prayer. If uh, you're driving, keep your eyes on the road and you can still pray out loud. I did it many, many years driving back and forth from Virginia to D.C. at work in the mornings. I would be praying and keeping my eyes on the road as well. So uh, join with me in prayer. Father, we thank you for today. Today is the day that you have made. Let us rejoice in it, that you have given us breath in our lungs. And for most of us, health in our bodies. For some of us, we are still struggling with health in our bodies. But we're thankful, not for, but in all things, we're thankful. We're thankful for the blood that redeems us from the curse of the law, from the power of of the grave and the penalty of sin, that Jesus came, Jesus died, Jesus rose, and that he gives us eternal life, and that we died with Christ, and we are risen with Christ to new life. And those are the things, Lord, that we're so thankful for, that we have the Holy Spirit working in us the new life of Jesus. Bless this time, Lord, as we discover the depths, the riches the fullness of knowing you, our Lord, our Savior, our Master, our Messiah. We pray these things in his blessed, matchless name, that you would do wonderful things through the hearing of your word. For as you said in Isaiah 55, when my word goes forth, it shall accomplish everything I attach to it. As the rain falls down to the earth and does not return, but accomplishes what it was attached to nourish the ground and to cause the ground to bear fruit. We pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Let's read. Paul and Silvanus and Timothy unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace, peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank God always for you, making mention of you in our prayers. Oh, it's so important to see that this man and his fellow brothers, fellow sisters were always engaged in prayer for those who had the faith of the gospel of Jesus. We, we learned that the last episode that we had, how he was so joyful over the Philippians of what they were doing in participating in the gospel of the grace of God, and that they were fellow workers with him, and he was constantly reminded of their love and constantly reminded of their labor in the gospel. And here too, we have the same thing happening again. When the gospel was going forth to the first believers in the first century, something was happening to them that spawned prayer within the apostles' life for them. And here it is. 
remembering without ceasing. Here's his prayers, what he was remembering in his prayers. Your work of faith, your labor of love, and patient hope in our Lord Jesus in the sight of God, our Father. He was remembering their work of faith, labor of love, and patient hope in Jesus. And is that not what he was so thankful for and that we should be so thankful for, for our work of faith in others, their work of faith in the gospel, our our labor of love for others, their labor of love for the gospel, and our patient hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Patient hope. We've got to be patient, folks. Jesus is coming. Hold on. He'll be here very soon in the twinkling of an eye, in the flash in the sky, and he will ransom us. Our hope is in his return, and that hope is an anchor for our soul. And he saw that in the first century. How much more? 19, 20 centuries later, should we be so excited that the Lord is coming and have that hope within us that he is returning to ransom us. I love the scripture that says he shall ransom us from every lawless deed and purchase for himself a people of his own possession, zealots for good works. Titus 2.11, one of my most favorite scriptures. I love that. He's going to ransom us, folks. He's going to bring us home. We are his purchased possession. He loves us that much. Knowing, brethren, verse 4, your election of God. You see, this is what he was praying about. This is what he was speaking about. They were elected. They were laboring. They had a work of faith. They had a labor of love. They had a patient hope in the return of Jesus. And the beloved, the saints, the called, the redeemed, were God's election. God elected us. I love Ephesians 1 that says, we've been predestined for adoption. It makes me feel so good to know that I've been adopted into the family by faith. And that faith produces a labor of love. And that labor of love gives me a joyful hope in the return of Jesus for the purchased possession that he shall ransom me from every lawless deed and bring me home into his kingdom in the same way that he told that thief on the cross. Today you shall be with me in paradise. I want you to be encouraged today, saint. Those that are just listening out of curiosity, those that may even have known me in the past as a different person and say, who is this guy? I knew him one way and he's a totally transformed person in another way. Anybody who's coming across this good news today, I want to share with you that you can now be a part of the election of God by just receiving him by faith, by believing in him by faith by seeing him by faith that the love of Jesus is for you. He wants to purchase you. He wants to have you as his own possession. 
That's just the best news that we can hear. And in prayer, this is what motivates us, that we now can pray as the apostle prayed for others, for ourselves. And I want to talk about that. Verse 5, for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sakes. Listen to how the gospel came. It should come that way today too. Pray, pray with me for that. Pray that, you know, today is Sunday that I am speaking about the gospel. Pray that today it would be powerful. It would not just be words off a page or words from the mouth of a preacher or teacher. It would be the power of God onto salvation for everyone that believes. And it would be a demonstration of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost in power, that it would convict the heart of everyone who hears it, and that men and women would cry out today, what must I do to be saved? As the Philippian jailer cried out when that incredible breaking of ground and breaking of the chains happened to Paul and Silas. Let's, let's pray that that happens today. Let's pray that the pulpit become, that literally gets on fire. I shouldn't say literally, but wouldn't it be great if like a fire broke out just on the pulpit alone and the pulpit was burning, you know, and the man who was preaching was unsinged by the fire and that the word of God came forth from that fire. Just picture that, the pulpits on fire and those that are preaching on fire for the Lord, would you think that that would be attractive to people? To say, wow, he is preaching the fire of God. Not a fiery, condemning message, like a preacher who preaches fire and brimstone. Not that kind of message. A Holy Ghost fire. The fire that appeared when Moses saw the burning bush, and the fire was not consumed. Yet he was consumed by the fire. Oh, Spirit of God, do the work of God through the Word of God today as fire came down upon the 120. May the fire come down upon those that hear this wonderful Word today that Jesus has risen. Jesus is coming again and that we, like the Thessalonians, can have a work of faith, a labor of love. And we, like the Thessalonians, have this patient hope that was put into us by the Holy Spirit when we were born again to wait patiently for the Lord. He's coming again, brother. He's coming again, sister. And he's coming to ransom his own back to his kingdom. He's coming for his purchased possession. He's coming for the redeemed. He's coming for those that he bought with his blood 2,000 years ago. He's coming for you and he's coming for me. And it's soon, brother. It's soon, sister. So hold on to that hope. For our gospel came to you not only in word only, but in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance. Isn't that 
what the Word of God does for us. Isn't that why we read it? Isn't that why we meditate on it? Isn't it that why it was written for a long ago for our hope and for our encouragement that perseverance through the Scriptures, we might have this hope? Isn't that why we expose ourselves daily to the Word of God? Because we want the assurances of the Word of God, the promises of the Word of God, to settle us in the Word of God. That's what this is all about. This is my passion. This is my hope that those that are hearing this would have a settled hope in the Lord and that they would begin this journey of prayer that the depths of prayer would be good, would begin in their lives in such a way that they would be called, as I am called, early in the morning to go to prayer, go to meditation, put it on your Google calendar like I did to remind you to pray. Tell your Alexa, tell your Siri, tell your device, remind you to get alone with the Lord. I just spent uh, close to an hour in prayer and in the Word, and all I did was just sit there and wait for the Lord. I read some beautiful scriptures of the birth of Jesus and everything that happened before that with all these wonderful people recorded in scripture like Mary, the mother of Jesus, Elizabeth, her relative, Zachariah, Elizabeth's husband, Simeon, the old man in the temple. They are just packed with prophecies when the Holy Spirit came upon them. There's such joy that Elizabeth said of the greeting of Mary when she came to her to see this wonderful news that this woman now, her relative in her old age, was in her sixth month by the angel Gabriel and then came to that hill country in Judea. And and Elizabeth said, when you entered my home, the sound of your greeting The babe in my womb leapt for joy. That's what should be happening to us on a daily basis. Irregardless of our circumstances, I pray that the Holy Spirit would jump for joy within you. He would leap inside you for joy that you are redeemed that you are loved, that you are his purchased possession, that you, like the Thessalonians, are, are experiencing that work of faith, labor of love, and patient hope in the Lord. Is this not what the Holy Spirit is now communicating to us through the life of prayer? I know it is, and I know that the gospel comes in power. I know that the Holy Ghost comes in power, and I know that the hearing of it brings full assurance. And that's what prayer is. It's a quiet, meditative, contemplative, rejoicing time in the Lord. Paul said that one of his fellow brothers Epaphras always labors in prayer. It is a labor, but it isn't like a labor where you come home sweating at the end of the day. You come home rejoicing after laboring in prayer. Laboring in prayer is what the Holy Spirit does within you for others, that you're laboring for them. I labor in prayer. The week before, I go to the jails. I go to the jails to minister the gospel. And I tell you, a week before I go, 
I'm laboring in prayer. I'm lifting these guys up by name and by sight because the Spirit of God puts them on my heart and on my mind and gives me a vision for them, rejoicing, a vision for them, spreading the word. And a week later, I'm there. And guess what happens when I get there? Explosiveness happens because I labored in prayer. So let me close with a labor of prayer. Let me kind of take it down a couple of notches because as you can see, this whole thing with the gospel and prayer and the reading of the word, it, it kind of elevates me and kind of raises my Holy Spirit temperature a little bit. And I'm really excited about what God is doing in these last days with his saints. And I pray that this would be an encouragement to you. Uh, there's so much more to discuss, but we want to limit it uh, to kind of under 20 minutes uh, for this podcast. So uh, let's let's close in prayer. And I want to pray specifically for those who are hurting uh, in body and in soul and in spirit and mind. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, we close this time in thought of those that are hurting physically, those that are hurting mentally, spiritually, those that are downcast, those that are in hospital beds, and those that have gotten the news that they have cancer and that they have other illnesses, that is going to be an uphill battle. We pray your spirit would comfort them, would guide them through this time. And of course, we pray for healing and removal of this thing. But we also know that you walk with them through this thing. I pray that they would feel the presence of your spirit in power, in love, and in full assurance. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. Till next time, blessings to you. Bye.